Facebook Live. Um, what's going on? Listen, um, we're about to start this podcast. So here's what's happening. Right now we're in the E Complex ATL. Um, oh, I already tagged you. It asked me do I want to tag Jovan. All right, we're in the E Complex ATL. Oh, hey Amber. It's, it told me to wave. I'm just gonna do a real wave. <laughs> a little weird. A fast way like that. All right, no, um, we're in the complex and we're about to do. Let me go hit the wave button because since ain't nobody waving. What's up, Terrell? Um, we're a part of the living, this is the living blessed podcast. Blessed. Living blessed. So if y'all don't know, we got a t we got the hat t shirt. We ain't got mm, nothing. Mm. Okay, so if y'all <laughs> haven't seen <laughs> The living blessed man. If you got on the back of your thing, let me let me see your computer. Let me see if you can kind of. There you go. You ain't gotta show that part. Okay, oh. cool. Y'all, if y'all seen this this logo before, anybody's t-shirt or hat or whatever, that's this the guy who uh, created that. Okay, so he wants to do a podcast. So uh, this is our uh, first day, kind of uh, doing the intro. So uh, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called Living Blessed Podcast. We'll figure it out later by Jovan. Palmer. Um, so with that being said, I'm gonna ask him a couple of questions. This is gonna be the first uh the first uh podcast, uh the first episode of the podcast, I'm sorry, first episode of the podcast. And we're I'm just gonna ask him a couple of questions, man, just about, you know, why uh why he started it and you know what's um ask a couple questions about his journey and try to um try to help some people throughout the process. So Jovan, tell us um about yourself. Matter of fact, first of all, I like to uh uh, thank you for welcoming me to uh, your your platform, your podcast. Um, he wants me to do, uh, for this first um, introduction, we're actually going to just do an interview, just to know everything about Javon. And then once we once we figure that out, we'll know how Javon can help us get through uh, journeys in our life. Okay? So with that being said, I um, appreciate you bringing me on. I appreciate I just want to know, uh, just tell everybody, man, what you do. Um, you know, who are you and what you do? So I'm Javon Palmer. Owner of Living Blessed, Palmer Visuals. I manage the e-complex. I have my own speaking business and coaching. Mm -hmm. Help people, you know, find their identity, who they are, what they are, and how they got lost and how they can find themselves. Okay. All right. So you so you have multiple businesses? Yes, sir. All right, good. And got a full-time job. And got a full-time job. How is how are you able to do that? Um a lot of coaching, a lot of prayer. Mm -hmm. A lot of balance, a lot of failure, okay. a lot of mishaps, okay. a lot of support. Mm -hmm. Mix okay. all that together and you get the part-time entrepreneur. Part-time entrepreneur. Okay, cool. Good, good. That's a lot, man. So it's a lot of people who, um, they work. Yeah. Um, we're trying to figure out how to just get one hobby or side hustle. Mm -hmm. and you have multiples. Yeah. So what would you say to that person who are just who's just trying to get the first one jumped off? Just start. Just start. My thing is, a lot of us, we procrastinate because we want perfection. We want everything to be right. The logo got to be right. The LLC got to be incorporated. The website got to be up. The Instagram got to be up. And that's cool and all, but that keeps us stagnant. Hmm. And that keeps us away from really pursuing our dreams. And I think if you just start and just either go get a couple of clients, like you tell me, just go get a client. Right. That The client will pay for the rest of the stuff. Or just do something that's 
got to do that business as far even if it's just you know what I'm working on a logo for the first month that's cool at least mm-hmm. you're getting started yeah but don't just sit there and just think about it and brainstorm for a year two years and that joint never got the ground mm-hmm. and then you pissed off because somebody took your idea okay okay so how do we know um when it's ready how do we know when it's ready to how do we know we're ready to start you never know you're ready because you're gonna go back and forth all the time I did that for my first business um before I met y'all I started the Embolden Institute um and my mentor, my brother, Daryl Scriven, just said, yo, just start. You know, he's the one that helped me push me to write my first book. And had I not just started or just got around other entrepreneurs who were doing it, I would never got started because of procrastination or just saying, thinking I just wasn't good enough to do it. So just start. You mean like even if I'm, even if I'm halfway thought of the idea, like I can just start then? Like when is a good so I'm halfway through the idea. I'm like, I want to do, um, I want to do a t-shirt brand. Mm-hmm. How do I just start that? Don't I need like stuff? You need stuff, yeah, but you also need the drive to do it. If you don't have the drive to do it, there's no point of doing the actual business because once you actually get the stuff, then what you gonna do with it? You know, you got if you have the drive to just start mm-hmm. by doing the research and saying, all right, I need to find out where I need to get my shirts from. Okay. I need to find out who's going to print them. I need to find out. Matter of fact, let me find somebody who's in the game first. Okay. I think the problem with a lot of us is we try to do everything on our own and mm-hmm. think, you know, we're the first ones that's ever did something that the answers aren't out there. Like we live in a day and age where information is at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. Google.com is right there. Right. Um, we run into people every day, but we're afraid to open our mouths to, to ask questions because we feel ashamed or we're too prideful. To be like, yo, like, how did you do this? How did you get started? Okay. All right. Now, I, I notice, um, what's up? What's up, Cat Limits? I'm talking to our, our we got studio audience up here. What's up, Sylvia? <laughs> what's up, Josh? Hey, Angela, what's up, Cass? All right. Um, what's up, Emmanuel? A lot of lay. All right. So, you said um, in your introduction that you help people find their brand identity. Um, one, how would they know their, it's, it's missing? Okay, and then how can you help them find it? So it's more for me. It's more than just a brand identity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's identity all the way around. Mm-hmm. For me, growing up, I lost my identity at a young age, at the age of twelve, by being raped and molested by somebody who I thought was my protector, my you know, someone that's close to me. Mm-hmm. So I lost who I was at that age of twelve, trying to find myself from age of twelve to thirty. Mm-hmm. I've been in search of who I am, mm-hmm. and I guess you can call that my brand identity. Mm-hmm. You know, just who I am and what makes me. And throughout all of that, you know, from Mm. age 12 is when I can say I died. Mm. You know, part of me died really just trying to find out who this guy is, who am I, Um, why this happened to me, Mm -hmm. why did it happen to me, why did this person do this to me? You Mm. know, it was like a lot of whys, a lot of crying myself to sleep, Mm -hmm. a lot of shutting people out of my life Mm -hmm. because it's like after then you just don't know who to trust. Mm. And then you actually you don't really don't know what's going on inside yeah. your body. You think a 12-year-old kid who don't know nothing about life, mm-hmm. who's just supposed to live, grow, play with toys, play sports, go to school, make good grades, and all mm-hmm. that types of stuff, you know, you think that's supposed to be a life. Mm-hmm. But then this happens. Yeah. And you grow up in question of your whole everything, your whole identity. Like, who am I? Okay. All right. So let's 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 go back. Mm-hmm. You're you're um you're twelve? Correct. Okay. And you got uh, raped and molested. Yes. Okay. This is at your your house. Correct. Um, who's who's living in in the house at the this time? Whole family: mom, dad, brother, sister. Okay. Okay. 
Was was anybody home whenever this happened? Or yeah, so yes and no. So parents they wouldn't be home at all. Mm -hmm. um, so it pretty much happened while, of course, while parents were home. Mm -hmm. Typically, how it happens. Yeah. Um, and the person who they'll not mention any names. You yep. know, they don't deserve all that. Mm -hmm. But the person who did it tricked me into doing it. So I was I hate being tickled. Yeah. Because that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. I'd be tickled to death to the point, you know, it's like, you know, if you're being tickled a lot, you want somebody yeah. to stop. Mm -hmm. So the only way for me to stop was me for me to perform that act on that person. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm telling you stop. You I stop if you do X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. Mm -hmm. And it continued that way, you know, or okay. continue, you know, me actually having a porn addiction at a young age as well. Because mm -hmm. I was told, you're not a man if you don't watch porn. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching porn now. Along my addiction, my, not my addiction, but my molestation, mm -hmm. I'm all the way confused. Mm -hmm. Can't figure out nothing now. Now it's getting to the point where that addiction followed me throughout my years, mm -hmm. you know, to the point where I almost got into a car crash watching porn while driving. Mm. Okay. Okay. So um, you're raped, okay, mm -hmm. during school year? I think it's over the summer. Over the summer. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, this, is, this is a man or woman? Man. Okay. So now, whenever whenever you go back to school, how was that? How was that school year that next year? Weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was because I got more quiet. I was already quiet, mm -hmm. but I got quieter. Okay. Um, and I just tried to utilize school as my safe space. You know, mm -hmm. my place to get away from things because you're distracted by work. You're distracted. You're distracted by playtime. You're mm -hmm. distracted by. You know, sports and all that types of stuff. So that was cool for me. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, it was just being home. Mm. You know, being home and then being home with, alone with that person was okay. the hardest part because you just don't know is it going to happen today. Mm -hmm. So that was the hardest part, just going home and then holding that in for so long. Yeah. You know, people looking at me, you know, parents looking at me, my family looking at me like, Yo, why are you so pissed off all the time? Why You, you never so told bad? anybody? Never. Okay. Never told anybody until... It was my junior year of college, ex-girlfriend of mine, She, I told her about it, you know, mm -hmm. just really just being open and transparent about my life. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you need to tell your parents. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like an ultimate, like, yo, if you don't tell your, you know, your parents, you know, we might be through. Mm -hmm. So over Christmas break, I sat my parents down, told them, like, yo, this is what happened. This mm -hmm. is who did it. And it was a little odd at yeah. the moment because, you know, it's just they didn't expect all that. Yeah. But then understanding came in for them like okay i understand why you wait the way the way you were mm -hmm. i understand why you're so quiet i understand why you hated that person i understand the arguments and all that types of stuff mm -hmm. so it's like okay they now they had some time to do some self-reflection yeah and to really sit me down and say okay all right son i get you mm -hmm. you know because i never felt understood like my first tattoo set was only god understands me yeah and my parents didn't understand why i would say something like that it was because that was was the only person i felt truly understood me mm -hmm. you know when i'm pissed off one day just because right. they don't understand. And it's like, you know, well, if I'm spazzing out on somebody, they don't understand. Because now they're coming down on me like, Yo, you need to stop tripping. Yeah. And like, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. And then, well, you tell me, you know, it's like, you just can't tell them that. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to tell them when they feel like, you know, perfection lives in that person. Right. So it's like, if I told you, you probably wouldn't believe, believe me anyway. anyway. Mm. Okay. All right. So now you are in, you go through school. Mm-hmm. Your parents know now. Yep. So, what does that do for you at this point? Does that change? Because um, you you went through I mean, through through this period of time from from twelve all the way up until um, you got I guess you got different anger issues. Yeah. So um, 
<clears throat> for me, like a lot of friends, my friend, like my closest friends now to this day who live in North Carolina, when they first met me, they were like, yo, we did not like you. We wanted to jump you. Mm-hmm. Because I was still suffering my anger, my depression at the time. And I didn't know anything about depression or anger like that for real, for real, on a psychological level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like I was always quiet. They'll come into the office where I worked in, yep. being super loud and everything like that. I'm looking like the mean guy. Like, yep. You know who's like the mean guy? You can, who's always mean? Yeah, like him. Yeah, I was, I was, just, <laughs> just always mad. Everybody, yeah. you mad today too? <laughs> this is Christmas. You still right, mad? Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the known as the angry guy, so nobody really knew what was going on with me inside. I really didn't know what was going on. You yeah. know, it's like I was chemically imbalanced, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to fix it. And it was it wasn't until I moved here to Atlanta and I got with a therapist and. Actually, when I moved from my job, I got my job working with, you know, youth and foster care. Mm-hmm. I met the therapist who I work with and actually see as well. Mm-hmm. And she helped me to really understand who I am and, you know, why I do, I do the things I do and mm-hmm. everything like that. Okay. So it was like, you know, it's a back end story, which was like I graduated from college in 2012. I moved to Atlanta. And then that's when all hell had broke loose for me. Like curiosity was like curiosity tricked the cat, tricked mm-hmm. this cat, mm-hmm. you know. I was cool, you know, dating, I was dating women. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, never had a thought of anything about a guy until mm-hmm. Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta. I don't know, I'm not trying to say it's something about Atlanta, mm-hmm. but it was something about Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, where that curiosity kicked in and was mm-hmm. like, all right, maybe you need to explore your sexuality. Okay. And then that's when it started. I'm on Craigslist. I'm on little phone apps, mm-hmm. you know, exploring my sexuality. Yeah. You know, I'm out there, mm-hmm. and, you know, just wilding out. Mm-hmm. And... Every times I come home, like, damn, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Every times I come home, shower, cry myself to sleep because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And I need to figure this out. Right. And I was ashamed of that for him. Like, a solid minute, like, nobody knew. I was that dude living life on DL. Like, yep. but I wasn't, but thing about me, I just wasn't dating nobody. You know, yep. I just kind of stayed to myself because I just didn't feel it was cool to be, like, you know, living a double life. Yeah. So I just kind of stuck to myself. People, oh, you know, why you ain't dating? And, uh, you know, just ain't trying to figure me out. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my excuse, just trying to figure me out every year, trying yep. to figure me out. Mm-hmm. Girl, come, ah, oh, nah, that ain't it. You know, just. But then it was just I had to get to the point where I just had to get some help, mm-hmm. and I had the prime opportunity because I had a therapist sitting in front of me every Tuesday when I dropped my kids off to therapy. Right. So we set up an appointment. Mm-hmm. We sat down. We talked about everything. I let loose, and man, that was the day I found my freedom. Okay. Because she was like, you know. Excuse my friends, but she's like, you had a fucked up life. Mm. And you can't blame yourself for your actions mm-hmm. until you know what she said. You couldn't blame yourself for the actions that you did because you didn't know what was going on with you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're molested as a kid, you know, yep. so you pretty much kind of still stuck at 12 years old psychologically sometimes. Right. So it was like that kind of freed me up. Like, okay, cool. All right, cool. Yeah. But the scariest part was all, you know, I've never been tested. Yep. So then it was like, all right, that's the heart. You need to go get tested. Yep. Like, have you? I was like, no, nah, I haven't. You know, I was out to just, you know, I was playing it safe, but you mm-hmm. still don't know. Things can still happen. Mm-hmm. And I called my best friend, and it was like another ultimate, like, yo, like, I'm not saying our friendship's going to be over, but it's going to be different because I don't know. I hate to lose you as a friend because you've been a great friend to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so she kind of helped me to really just go ahead and go get tested. You know, mm-hmm. got tested twice, and everything came back, you know, negative. Mm-hmm. But to rewind a little bit, she's like, my best friend's been like my ace, you mm-hmm. know, been in my corner. You know, I told her about it before I told my parents about, you know, the lifestyle I lived. And she wasn't even tripping. I was like, yo, let's sit down. We need to have some drinks over this one type okay. of conversation. Right. 
And I told her she was cool. Like, you know, she wasn't tripping because she was like, you know, regardless of what you did, you're still my friend. You know, your character, who you've been to me, who you've been to my friends, you know, in my deepest and, you know, darkest time of hour, you were there. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care, you know, what you decide. It's just I just want you to be safe and I want you to be okay. Okay. So when was your – um. When was your lowest point? My lowest point, I would say it was after graduation. Okay. Um, the whole graduation, what they call it, graduation depression, whatever they call it, mm-hmm. it kicked in because, one, I'm coming home, I don't have a job. Okay. I'm working some dead-end job at this little call center, mm-hmm. taking phone calls, and I got a whole bachelor's degree. Right. So it's that kicking in, my own personal depression kicking in, I don't know what career field I want to take, what career path. I don't know what I want to do in my life, you okay. know. Excuse me. So, like, that was my lowest moment. I think 2012, fall of 2012, 2013, 2014 was, like, my lowest point because it's just – I out could, of college. Yeah. You said have nowhere to go. I have nothing to do. Yeah. No nothing. vision of what you want to do with your life. Nothing, like, not at all. Y'all getting this? <laughs> Are y'all, has, has anybody been here? What's up, you on here? Okay, what's up? Uh, so you gotta say what's up, everybody. Let me hit all these waves down. There's a whole bunch of waves. Uh, chime in, y'all. If y'all uh, if 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 y'all got a question, or if you feel this, or if you if if even if you're here right now, in this place, or if you've been here before, just type a one. If you've been here before, Josh said he's been here. Emma said thank you for sharing the truth, Jovan. Powerful stuff. True connection. Oni says she's been here. True connection happens when we are honest. You will help so many people move past their pain and into their purpose. Thanks, Amber. Appreciate that. All right, good, good. One, yep, yep. We've been there. So, all right, so you're at your lowest point. Mm-hmm. What's next? I don't know. Okay. I how long? How, how long have you have you have you been there? And what was your day to day? Like, what did you do day to day? So it was about, for about three years I was there. Um, three years? About a good, maybe two to three years, two I would say. Years. And it was, I was waking up, okay. going to the job. Okay. Like, I'm tired of this. Okay. Found, like, I quit that job because I found a new job. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, cool, this is somebody close to what my degree is, in, which is sport management. Okay. It was working for Hertz, so it was, like, still management somehow, some way. So mm-hmm. I thought that was it. Mm-hmm. Got fired from that job. Got depressed, and, you know, because I was a kid, my parents took care of me. You know, I was cool. Yeah. Like, I'm. I was, you know, I wasn't a kid to say I didn't want for nothing, but if I needed something, my, my parents found a way, mm-hmm. you know, to make it happen. Even mm-hmm. if they didn't, they didn't have it. Yeah. So I had my parents always bounce back on, but at the same time, you know, you try to find your manhood. Yeah. You know, I, I can't lean on y'all for too much longer because I got to figure it out myself. So trying to figure it out by myself was the hardest part because mm-hmm. I didn't have a, a big connection as I had back in North Carolina. Right. You know, to say, yo, this is what I'm trying to do. This is where I'm trying to go. I need help. Right. And, you know, it wasn't until I met my mentor slash, you know, I call my brother to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him. He's an entrepreneur, Daryl Scriven. Mm-hmm. And he saw the gift in me that I didn't see. Right. Which was, I love to write. I love to express myself. I love to help people. So mm-hmm. he was the one who pushed me to write my first book. Mm-hmm. He's the one that pushed me to get into speaking. He's the one that pushed me to get into some type of entrepreneurship realm. Right. So when I met him, that's when I was like, cool, I, I'm, on a, I'm on a path to something. I don't know what, but I'm, I'm on the right track. Okay. And... It was been a slow progress, a process. I can't say it was quick. You know, yeah. I can say to this day right now, I know I'm on track, you know, just because of who I surrounded myself with. And I kept that same fire that I had when I first found out that, you know what, I got something in me that's worthwhile. 
Okay. So I got um so one I got I got a, a couple of questions, but let's so, let's let's go back to now you and um you say you moved to Atlanta and you um you were trying to start exploring your um sexuality. Yeah. Now are you at that particular time were you homosexual or were you, did you just think you were homosexual? I I just thought I was. You yeah. know, it's because in college, like, all I messed with was females. You mm-hmm. know, like, it wasn't a dude that never crossed my mind mm-hmm. during those times, during those years. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just those things. An idle mind is a devil's playground. Mm-hmm. I had an idle mind because I didn't have, I wasn't as busy and active as I was in North Carolina. I was act crazy active. My mm-hmm. parents would tell you when they called me, I was always doing something. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that was just like a, a cop out for me to kind of like keep my mind off stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was always, once I got busy, I stayed busy from mm-hmm. the break, the crack of dawn in the morning. Mm-hmm. I had to be meet my um one of my professors at six a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm meeting professors. I'm out partying, drinking, smoking, having a good time, having sex. You know, doing events for school, mm-hmm. uh, doing events out in the community, mentoring kids. So I had a lot going on that just kept me busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really have the time to really let that thought even cross my mind during that time frame. Right. So it was like I guess I would say it was just a thought really for me. Okay. All right. So is um, uh, people who are um, homosexual now, do they all suffer from the same thing? Have they all been uh, raped and molested? I would say at, at, at a young age, it's a percent. It's a large percentage. Okay, from research and from you know what I've read and looked online, and who my talk people I talk to, okay. they've been in the same shoot I've been in. You know, they've been molested as a kid, mm-hmm. and then this was their outcome. Yep. And then you know, there's some who just they say they were born that way. I can't speak for them. Yep. You know, I just can only speak for the shoe that I. I've walked in the mile that I've walked. You know, I can't say, you know, because somebody who's homosexual is wrong or is right. I can't speak for that because I know my own experience was, mm-hmm. for me, I was molested. Like, before then, I was cool. I remember when I was in elementary school writing letters to girls like, yo, I like you. Mm-hmm. Do you like me back? You know, yep. check yes or no. Yeah. I remember, you know, writing letters to some girls, you know, like, yo, I like Y'all don't remember that. <laughs> Yeah, y'all don't remember that. Y'all remember nah, the y'all, check y'all yes too or young no. For all that. The check yes or no box. Right, right. So and then, then you put a maybe in there sometimes. Right. You put a maybe. Just you get a maybe. <laughs> that's still a yes. You put a maybe in there. That's like, okay. All right. I, I know what that is. Right, 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 go ahead. right. Yeah. So from the age of like, you know, birth to twelve, I was cool. And then at twelve, I, when the molestation happened, it was like, shoot, I don't know. Yeah. But from twelve to like 24, 25, I was cool still. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I was still doing what, you know, what guys mm-hmm. do, playing basketball, playing sports, you mm-hmm. know, trying to find, you know, the latest chick, you know, mm-hmm. see who's cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. College came. I think, you know, what I did a lot was I hung around nothing but females, you know, because yeah. I grew up around females, so that's what was, I'm, yeah. I'm accustomed to. So I'm hanging around females. I was known at my first college, oh, Javon, you a hoe. Nah, not really. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I got a lot of female friends, but I ain't like a ho-ho. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a hoe. Right, right, a little bit of a so hoe. So you, you think you, you'll be able to help um, somebody, uh, male or female, um, homosexual, be able to overcome that and become straight? I wouldn't say become straight, but i say at least find yourself. Find yourself, okay. Yeah, I can't, you so know. So if this, if this is who you really are, you stay away. Right, but right. But you're supposed to be somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you okay. know, it's, my, it's people who's battling back and forth. Like, I actually right. spoke with a dude last week. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in the same shoe I was in. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. You know, so it's like, there's brothers out there who are trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. who's been through the same thing I've been through. But it's like, I know for sure that I can be that guy to help you, like, yo, really just figure out my identity. Like, if I'm going to choose side A or side B, mm-hmm. there is no, you know, in between, though. You yeah. got you to gotta decide because it's not cool to the other person on the side of the shoe 
who is interested in you and you giving them side A, mm-hmm. but side B is, you know, coming out too. Okay. So if I'm if I if I approach you and I am going through uh, stuff in my life or I had pain that I've I've dealt with in my life. Right. Um it could be molestation, it could be abuse, it could be all types of things. Yeah. Um what question would you ask me to help me get through this through this process? To help me kind of find find um myself. So I ask you, you know, how are you feeling on a daily basis? You okay. know, write down how you feel every day. Okay. Um, journal that thing out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ask you who you're talking to. Okay. It's really big on who you're talking to or what you're watching or what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Those are very big and key things because some people, they coddle you entirely too much. Mm-hmm. So where they just like, you know, oh, it's okay. You're going to be okay. I'm going to pray for you. Mm-hmm. All that type of stuff. That little, that little sob stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like nobody really gets to the core of their people's issues. So mm-hmm. people walking around like, oh, well, so-and-so who I love and trust Tell me I'm I'm all right, but you know you're not all right. Yeah. But you walking around with those words, you know those quote unquote affirmations they gave you, mm-hmm. telling you okay when you're not. And it's okay. really you gotta help people get to the core of their issue and really like look themselves in the mirror, and be like yo, mm-hmm. all right, this is what's really going on with me. This is who I am, and all that types of stuff. Mm-hmm. How, how do I know I'm actually, you know, I might come around every day looking regular, laughing or whatever it is, right? How do I know that I have something deep down, or how can you tell that yo, it's I um. You're not okay. You do have something deep down that you're battling mm-hmm. with, and how can you able? Um, what's some thing that you can point out and say, yeah, this 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 may not be, um, this is not like you. This might not be normal. What's things you can point out to like average people, like, hey, you might want to just see, um, see see um, a, a therapist, mm-hmm. or kind of just uh, sit down with you and kind of figure out your identity. So like your life becomes reckless regardless, mm-hmm. like regardless of how good you try to cover it up. Mm-hmm. There's a reckless part of you. Mm. Like for me, my reckless part came out at night. Mm-hmm. During the day, I was cool, happy, mm-hmm. go lucky, chilling, working. Mm-hmm. But at nighttime, you know, like when the lights went out, the reckless side of me came out, and I had to recognize that. You know, mm-hmm. you get reckless when nighttime comes when nobody's around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really watching people. Okay. I'm a people person. I love yeah. watching people. I love seeing how people move, mm-hmm. why they move, the way they move, and mm-hmm. everything like that. And if you watch somebody for long enough, you will see something's off. Okay. Like if you that, that dude who's just always loud for no reason. Mm-hmm. What's up? Like somebody rap with you. If you that yeah. girl who just always, always loud for no reason. Mm-hmm. Why you so loud all the time? Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? Like you, people try to cover up stuff with laughs, jokes, and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. when they really hurting. Mm-hmm. And that was me. It's a cover up. You know, I was mm-hmm. I was had a lot of cover ups. You know, yeah. laughing, joking, keeping. Not granted, I do that now just because yeah. I enjoy you know a good laugh and a good joke. Yeah. But beforehand. That was my cover up. That was my that was my mask that I wore For sure. to keep people away from really trying to find out. But it's like when people know you, they know you. Yeah. Like my mom, she knows me. my dad. He he knows me. my sister. She knows me. My friends, yeah. they know me. Right. So they know when, when I'm off. Mm-hmm. Regardless if I try to front like yo, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like I had a moment probably about two weeks ago. I just didn't want to be bothered, and that's yeah. something I have to deal with. You know, my depression sometimes just kicks in. I just don't want to be bothered by nobody. And people there know they'll ask, but it's just like. At some point in time, people have to know when not to ask and just to kind of just leave you be. Okay. I, I don't mind being checked up on, but don't check up on me four, three, four times a day because I'm I'm good. I know I'm gonna get through this. I just need some time alone. Okay. Do you think um you think um you, I'm glad you mentioned that. You think a long time is good for somebody who's going through depression? Yes and no. Okay. I say yes because you need some time to help process your thoughts mm-hmm. and not spaz out on people mm-hmm. because you don't want your character to be you know, tarnished 
by your depression. Okay. You know, especially for people who don't understand depression, how it yeah. functions and how, you know, it messes with your mind and plays with you. Mm. You know, and I say no because if you're that person who, you know, battling suicide along with your depression or you battling, you know, hurting yourself, you don't need to be alone at all. At all. You need to be around people for sure. Mm-hmm. People who love you and people who really just like going to be there to nurture you in the right way. So it's a yes or no question. It all depends upon the person. what the person and your thought process behind it all. Okay. Do you think, first of all, do we got any questions so far? Okay, we got my brother. Okay, we got Onisha says, what's up, Pierre? What's up, Chris? What's up, Idea? Uh-oh. What's up, my I think, <laughs> Onisha said, I think media has a huge influence in these mindsets, honestly. What do you think? I agree. Okay. I agree. Media pushes a lot of stuff on us um, that makes us think everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's okay to be this way. It's okay to be the loud mouth. It's okay yep. to be the person walk around hurt. It's okay, yep. you know, it's okay to walk around with that badge of honor. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Okay. You know, media says all that stuff because they want us to be walking around. Like, they want us walking around depressed. They want us walking around hurt. They want us to walk around to, to never be free and healed. Yeah. And it's not cool. That's why I don't watch reality TV because it's mm. fake. You know, people are always oh, real or that's my daily dose of whatever I need. But it's like, is it really? Yeah. Like sometimes I, I, I ain't gonna I got my shows that I do watch, like Married at First Sight, because it's just cool and fun yeah. to watch. Mm-hmm. But them ratchet joints, I stay away from that because I'm looking at them, you know, them people they're hurting. Yeah. And I wish I could help them people. Like you yeah. know, I wish I could help them people on who's on TV, who's really hurting, and suffering because mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah. You know, I see that. I see that pain. So you think um so you think everybody should just stop watching Ratchet TV or stop watching reality TV, period? If you somebody who's suffering, then yeah. Okay. Because my thing is this, that's your escape, but what are you escaping to? Hmm. Okay. All right, that's deep. All right. Do you think everybody should see a therapist? Yep. Why? Because therapy is dope. I mean, for me, therapy freed me all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um I was a sh- I won't say I was shy, but I was semi-shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was quiet. I was. I never really spoke my mind like when I really wanted to. I just mm-hmm. didn't know how to. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed for me to find my freedom and who I was and who I am. Mm-hmm. It allowed for me to be transparent about my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed for me to realize that, you know what, I'm not the only person who's been through what I've been through. Mm-hmm. I'm the only person that's going to go through it. Mm-hmm. And it helped me to really just see me for who I am mm-hmm. and not for what I believe the world perceived me as. Hmm. All right. Yo, y'all get a therapist. I guess, I, guess it's, I guess it's me too. But y'all get one first, and then we're going we gonna to all get How much is therapy? Um, It ranges, so you can get a 65 to 100. God! Right, an hour. Y'all, they got a, they, they got $39.99? They, you, might find somebody, you might find some crackhead prices out there. I'm going to find homeboy in the hood. Right. $13. On the corner. Therapy for $13. Matter of fact, I'm going to do your therapy. I mean, if you can't, but your insurance, six bucks. your insurance covers it. Oh, really? So if you got insurance, insurance, we'll cover it. Um, if like, you have like, that like plan. life insurance or like? No, nah, like, like your like actual health plan. Um, oh, health, like your health plan. Health plan. So it will cover it. Not not everybody's covering it. So like a lot of people, they go to life coaches. You know, okay. that's where I fall into that. That's where I fall into that place. Right. You know, like you can't afford a therapist or you just say, you know, I just can't go to a therapist right now. Mm-hmm. Find a life coach who specializes in what you're doing. You know, it's like you got at least got somebody who's helping you. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes life coaches are a little bit cheaper. Yep. Um, they That's work. me. Twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can work with no. you and all that types of stuff. So at least yep. find if you can't find a therapist, find a coach, or at least okay. find a book that kind of like speaks to what you're going through. Okay. Onisha asks, um, how often? How often what? Should you see a therapist? 
If I could, I go every day. Okay. But, but at least I would say once a week or once a month. But at least no, I would say at least twice a month for sure. Because at least at least twice, twice a month. Just because of the world we live in, you know, everybody's on these crazy jobs nowadays. Yeah. Who got to deal with coworkers? They got to deal with mm-hmm. their boss, and then yep. people got stuff going on at home that they ain't telling nobody about. Yep. You know, if you live in Atlanta, you got to deal with traffic, so that sparks whatever's inside of you. Oh yeah. Um. So it's like it's Is a lot. Road rage come from like it's a possible like it, road rage come from something deep inside. Like you know, if you got no page, something something going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You ain't right. Right. You ain't right. A little something wrong with you. Right. You ain't right. <laughs> You ain't right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I would say at least about twice a month for sure. At least not twice, at least once a month. Okay. All right. So you come from from being molested mm-hmm. to um um uh feeling or dealing or 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 trying to um find yourself right. going through homosexual uh homosexuality, mm-hmm. um depression. Yep. Okay. You finally get to a place where um as these three years go by from your mm-hmm. depression, you finally get to where now at this point? To where I am, I would say I'm whole. Okay. Um, I ain't going to say I'm, yeah, I'm whole. Okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, I found what I want. Mm-hmm. I know what I like. Mm-hmm. And it feels good, okay. you know, to finally like to be in this space because I've yearned for this, to be in this space for so long. Mm-hmm. And to finally have it, like, it's like, the best feeling How'd you in get the world. There? Like, how did you? What? 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 What are some steps that we can take to get there? Therapy. Okay. Like for real, like therapy saved my life. Okay. Um, just because it allowed for me to really see me for who I was. Like I said, it allowed me to see me for who I was. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to see past my mistakes. You know, yeah. a lot of times we hold stuff in because we feel like, yo, like I did this, I can never outlive this, or I'm gonna be judged for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I gotta stay this way. I might as well just stay this way. Some be judged this way. Yeah. But it was like for me, it allowed me to live carefree. Now I'm not talking carefree, just reckless. I'm talking about carefree. Is I don't yeah. give a damn what you say about me yeah. because I know who I am mm. and I know the freedom I found. Well, sound like church, don't it? <laughs> sound like church, don't it? Okay. All right. So all right. So you come. Okay. You tell people. Okay. So one, I want to know how did you? How are you so? Tra- it's a lot of people yeah. in this world. Mm-hmm. They are just not transparent about anything. I mean, they are super scared. I mean, afraid yeah. of transparency. Right. It may be about four people in this world that are not scared of transparency. Yeah. So how did how how did you get in that small percentage of people who are open and transparent? How did you how did you get there? So my way I fell into the hands of those small that small percentage of people. Mm-hmm. I started hanging around a lot of transparent people, like, you know, two of my other best friends. Um, who are husband and wife are super transparent. Mm-hmm. I mean, super transparent. Mm-hmm. Like they sit there and will crack on each other all day. Yep. They would tell me everything that they've been through mm-hmm. and not even be afraid of it. Yep. You know, so I was like, dang, like they got that. Why can't I have that? Mm-hmm. You know, yourself, you're a very transparent dude. Don't give a dang. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's me. But at, I just want to know from other people's perspective. At all. You know, so but, go ahead. But you felt, okay. But weren't but weren't you still scared? Like when you start being transparent, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, I was very scared of what people was gonna think for a little okay. bit. But for some odd reason, something was inside was like, yo, don't worry about what they're gonna say because what you need to worry about is the people that you're gonna save. Mm. You know, and I felt like that. So you, you start know, focusing on the people. Yeah, I started focusing on the people I'm gonna save versus the people who gonna talk because the people who's gonna talk, the same people who's gonna probably going through it. And those people hurting. Them people hurting. That's real. Yeah, so like people who don't mind my transparent my transparency, me being real, me mm-hmm. being honest, that's who I am. 
And I believe that's who we all should be, but we just all scared because of this whole judgment type thing. Okay. Here go Graylin. <laughs> Can you please explain the correlation between beers and the positive mindset? <laughs> you see, in the Bible, this guy named a wise man named Solomon. Nah. <laughs> it's, in, it's, in, it's, it's before Genesis. Yeah, yeah, before. Before Genesis, there was um Beard of Thesis. Beard of Thesis. And um it's down, it's down. You got five go, books. Ver- yeah, five, yeah, verse five. You gotta go down, just yeah. Keep reading. Um it's in the it's in the new New Testament. New New. new. The new new. Um King Javon version. Yeah. It just just came out. Just came out. It's it sold in sold in Amazon. Yep. Thrift books. Yep. Uh Goodwill. Goodwill. All right. You can get the <laughs> the King Javon version. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. All right, so we're um super uh transparent now. I mean transparent yeah. to the point where we're on Facebook Live. I don't care. I mean we're on Facebook Live, we're on a podcast, this thousands, yeah, or millions of people yeah, yeah. is gonna listen to this. Um so what would you what would you say to those people who are just afraid of just being transparent because we're scared of what people are going to think? I don't want anybody to know. Um, what do we tell those people? Start practicing with people you trust. <clears throat> that was a um, that was homework my therapist gave me. Okay. To practice with people I trust, and I did it at that moment when she told me to say it. So I was actually in a group thread, um, text with some friends, mm-hmm. and I told them, mm-hmm. and I was like I was nervous as heck because mm-hmm. I didn't know what the response was going to be. Mm-hmm. And one of the homegirls, she was like, I kind of knew, but I'm glad you're working through it. Okay. My other homegirl was like, you know, I'm glad you're working through it, but, you know, I still love you. Yep. And then everybody else, you know, it was about four of us. It was like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're still my boy. Yep. And that was all I needed. Mm. From that day forward, that's all I needed was, like, you know, people to affirm, their love to affirm me, you mm. know, not their judgment. And from then... <clears throat> It was like people just kind of knew. Mm-hmm. I went and told my um, two of my best friends who live in Atlanta about it. Made them some sushi one day. I feel like that you know it's a break bread. Yeah, you know best talk over food. Mm-hmm. So made them some sushi one night. She was like, "Yeah, they was like, you good?" I was like, "Nah, I'm not." And I told yeah. them. She, the wife was like, "Yo, it's cool. I already knew, but you know, you good. You see my boy. You know, you've okay. been here for us. You know, you seen my first kid. Okay. You know, my second. <clears throat> excuse me, my second kid born. Mm-hmm. You know, when we needed something, you was there for us." All right. So when did when did did anybody laugh at you, mock you, ridicule, judge anybody? Nope, nobody. So far, <laughs> y'all hear that? <laughs> so you mean to tell me it was a Brit 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 Calacious? <laughs> so you mean you you mean to tell me? Okay, you were scared for a long time. Yeah. And you told how many people you think you told? Just how I many? Shoot. It's on the internet now, so whoever whoever found my uh, Voyage ATL article knows. Yeah. Um. So this is this is definitely over hundreds of people at this point. Yeah, like whoever's seen the article, I haven't published it, but it's out there. Like if you Google yeah. my name, It'll that's the first up. thing that comes up. Okay. So I don't know who knows or who yeah. I've told, but I've told people like yeah. who asked. You know. Um. Matter of fact, David was like one of the first people I might have told as mm. well because he was helping me trying to just find my niche in this whole speaking mm. and coaching game. And I told him, gave him my story. He was like, yo, focus on identity. Mm-hmm. And so I told David, you know, you know, mm. uh, shoot, my girlfriend who I, who I date now, she knows. Mm-hmm. My parents, they know. Um, my friends, they know. Shoot. So all y'all on Facebook know. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, no, no, but it's so, it's, it's so, uh, it's so weird, man. That when you talk about uh, transparency, I'm I'm really huge on um, transparency because I know what it does for people and yeah. I know what it what it can do for 
for me. Right. Right. And they got this thing in, in, in the world where they actually um, make sure that everybody is not uh, transparent because it, it seems, it's like transparency helps you get to the next level in life. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like a secret. Right. right. So if you don't know the secret, you can't get to the next level. Right. Right. So like let's think of it when you're at, you're at uh, work. Right. Yeah. So once you get let's say from temporary to get hired on full time, mm-hmm. if you get hired on full time, they say, hey. Don't tell anybody you know how much you make. Right. You let my, let somebody know how much you make. Now they get to compare, and then they may need. Uh, they, now they're looking at you different. Find out like, okay, you may be making too much more than I am. Right. Right. Or whatever. And then they may leave the job or whatever the case is. Right. But actually, if you if you um, I test my Ralph jump. So you come mm. in. How much you make? First of all, I'm making nineteen dollars and twenty two cents. So <laughs> if you want to stay here and do what I do, you'll be making the exact same thing. Yeah. So now by knowing that this person gets to. Um, make a decision whether they want to stay exactly or not, uh, or they could, or they could just leave right there, not waste more time, not waste the, the company's time for mm-hmm. training. Just like yo, I'm, I'm good. I'm just yep. gonna go and leave. Yeah. So it's like the 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 holding holding of the of your secrets, or you know, it kind of holds not only you back but holds everyone else back. Yep. It's a crazy thing, man, and that's why I just been like, yo. It's all good. I'm gonna let you know. Oh, oh, I, oh, hey, how much? How much? By round about how much was your house? My house was one hundred sixty nine thousand dollars. Right. You can either I pay a thousand and five dollars a month, and you know I, I go through this whole situation. Yeah. Although, because other people are like, oh, you told me the exact number. Golly, it's like, do you have a thousand dollars a month? Yeah. If so, you can stay. You know, in our area. Yeah. It's just like, man, if if I give you a range, if I say, yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's somewhere between you know five hundred and two thousand dollars a month. You don't know whether you can stay in my area or not. Yep. You know what I mean? Because you're just, just guessing. Like man. You're just guessing and wishing and hoping. Yeah. So now you holding me back. So now I say, you know, I don't really know how much it is for real. Right. Uh, let me just let me just go and try it. Yeah. Now I go try it. Now it's too much. I'm like, oh, crap. Now you done messed me up because you was too afraid to be transparent. Yep. Thinking I'm going to, I guess, judge maybe your house is too high. Maybe yeah. your house is too cheap. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, It's crazy, man. What I mean, we, I guess, what's... Um, a lot of us in this world, right, mm-hmm. have a lot of skeletons in the closet. Should we all? Should we just take them all out, or like through a process, or should we just keep them in, or find the ones we want to take out and and let those out? No, I say let them all out because yeah. if you start nitpicking at which ones, mm-hmm. you're still gonna be in that struggle of really finding like you know what they're gonna think. You know, it's just like yeah, I'm gonna tell these, but yeah, this one right here, this one here, nah, okay, I can't. Yeah, but it's like now you're still in the back of your mind. It's like. You think you're free, but you really ain't free mm. because you still got that one thing yep. that's still in the, you know still in the closet. That one skeleton, that foot, that ankle, whatever you yep. want, whatever bone it might be. Yep. You know, <laughs> got that your helm up, right? You stand there, <laughs> shut the, you shutting the closet right. door, and it's like bouncing back over. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, nah, just let it all out because yep. my thing is, you let it all out. That all that all that everything that you let out is gonna help somebody. Just feel, it's relief. Yeah, it's stress, a big, everything. big relief. Like you know. People know who you are. Yep. They know what they're gonna get themselves into. Ain't no guessing. This Ain't point. no guessing. This no is guessing. Me. This, this is what you're dealing with. This yep. is what you're gonna get. Yep. So it's like I have. There's no reason for me to second guess mm-hmm. who you are. Right. I know exactly who you are all the way a hundred percent through. Mm-hmm. So now everybody skeletons out, right? Yeah. Everybody know each other. Yep. Right. We ain't got to find out. Like, are you gonna trick me later? Right. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna be something? Well, I told you what. This, this yeah. is who I am. I'm a thief. Right. You, you know, if, 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 if you let me in your house, I'm gonna steal something. Um, yeah, right. You know, it might not be a TV. But I might, I'm, I might steal some orange you got on the table. I might steal some of them. That's mine. Yep. That's took. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just that's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Okay. So we 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 got through this whole journey. Okay. Mm. We found ourselves. 
I am Jovan Palmer, um, the, the the coach, uh, life coach, brand identity coach. Um, how do we get to living blessed? Um, so living blessed was something, not the brand itself, mm-hmm. but the actual line was just something I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I never knew how to do. It. I always wanted to do a t-shirt line. I love wearing t-shirts. Anybody know me? They see Joe buying some sneakers, mm-hmm. or some slides, mm-hmm. jeans, and of t-shirt. course a t-shirt. Okay. You know, so it's like if I love wearing it, why not have something of my own? Okay. And I used to have like these little design book, sketchbook that I'll just sketch out stuff of different designs I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and never. But I never knew how to do it, mm-hmm. so I left that dream alone. Okay. And then. I joined, see, a couple of years later, I was at the call center. Okay. And my homegirl, she was this like. Sad. This is this your job? Yeah, it's my job. Okay. So I'm sharing my dreams with people because, like, I got to get out of here. Okay. I got to find the escape. Right. Because answering phone calls all day, every day, getting cussed out. That ain't the move. That ain't the move at <laughs> all. That ain't what you want for not, your life. Not for $10 an hour. <laughs> for as soon as I pick up the phone, whoever on this mother line, you're going to get it. Right. Everybody getting cussed out. Exactly. Okay, everybody. So I'm sharing my dreams. So I was like. I didn't know why I was sharing it, but I'm sharing it. Okay. But me sharing my dream allowed me to get connected to the right people, and that's when I got connected to David. Okay. Um, my homegirl, she knew David, I think, from back in Jersey or just yeah. back here in Atlanta, one, okay. because they're from the same spot, I believe. Okay. And she's like, yo, you need to look at, you know, check him out. You know, he got a line that's doing pretty well, you know, get connected with him. Mm. David David Shance, for those of you who don't know, his name right. is David Shance, uh, the owner and founder of Sleep is for Suckers. It's a global T-shirt brand. He's the number one entrepreneur coach in the world. So shout out to Shans. Shout out to Shans. Um, so I checked his brand out. It was, it was Sleepers for Suckers. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck this dude talking about? I can't get with that. So mm-hmm. I left it alone for a little bit. And I met. Matter of fact, you, you might take a nap right if you get through seeing the shirt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Retired. Yeah. And well, I met Marcus. Marcus Malone. Okay. Of, of Manifest Your Dreams. Okay. And. He was in David's coaching program. He was like, yo, he called me. I think y'all were running a special, okay. like a dollar special. Okay. Get, get signed up for a dollar. Dollar holla. Right. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Marcus Malone, man. Manifest your dreams. Definitely. Definitely. Call Appreciate him you, bro. Um, he was like, yo, he hit me on the line. I was like, yo, you need to join the coaching program, man. If you're trying to do this t-shirt line, mm-hmm. this is it. Yep. So I missed the special. That's better we're doing um, the one-on-one calls then, huh? Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's the one-on-one calls then. And I missed the special. Mm-hmm. Janae had emailed me and said, hey, Jovan, we saw your inquiry, but I'm sorry you missed the special. But mm. you can still sign up for X amount of dollars. Okay. I forgot what it was at it that was, time. It might have been like 125 Yeah, it was in the ones. So yeah. I was like, ah. mm. But something pushed me to go ahead and invest in myself. And I think that was the first time I really truly invested in myself for real, for real. Okay. Like, I've been just trying to figure it out or just trying to get it for the free, mm. all the information I can get. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> Man, let me get all that. It's like... I, can we do everything? Have we tried everything? Right, right, right. We tried everything first. Yes, I went ahead, signed up, and David, you know, we had our one-on-one call. I went over all my goals, everything I wanted to do. And he was like, don't do a t-shirt line. Okay. Like, he tried to, he tried his best to push me away from it. And I was like, he, he, it worked. Okay, it worked for a little bit. It worked for a little bit. Yeah. But then, um, when I started working for y'all at the complex and really like, y'all allowed me into y'all space and Mm -hmm. everything like that, like, y'all didn't hold nothing back from me. It was like, Mm -hmm. It is. This is what it is. Yep. And I saw, like, you know, the whole process of it all. Mm-hmm. And Dave put me on game. Marcus put me on game on how the whole T-shirt business goes. And I was like, yeah. yo, this dream can really come true, for yeah. real. You see, you started seeing it. Yeah, you started seeing it. And I was like, okay, cool. So now I, I got Are y'all figured. getting this? <laughs> Are y'all getting it? So he, went, he, he went to, he, he, he found out what his dream was. 
went into the vision of where his dream was happening, okay, and started taking notes, em, um, em, embracing or, or engulfing himself in the dream. Yeah, definitely. And once I seen the blueprint of how it can work and, you know, everything like that, I was like, okay, cool. So let me go back to this sketchbook. I still had the book on my bookshelf just sitting there collecting dust. I went back to it, oh. and none of the joints in it I like. I was like, this ain't it, this ain't it, this ain't it, this ain't it. Okay. So I was like, all right, cool, it's going to come to me. Mm-hmm. So I was up late one night watching TV, and I was watching Living Single. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that's a dope. that logo is just dope. It's mm-hmm. just so dope. And I was like, all right, I, c- I can do something with that. I just didn't know what, though. So I took it, I pondered on it for a few days, and then the word blessed just came. I was like, living blessed, that's dope. You know, I, I can I can I can make that move. I yep. can make that work. Okay. And I got living blessed. Um, I showed Shans. He was like, "Yeah, that's dope. Move with yeah. it." I showed Marcus. Yo, that's dope. Move with it. Yep. So that's all I needed. And I did my first round back in November of last year. Marcus mm-hmm. ordered my sweatshirts for me. Um, cause I didn't have anything set up. I had no LLC set up. Yep. No website. No mm-hmm. Instagram. Nothing. Yep. I just had. I just knew who to. Pl- who, I had an actual business from the embodiment that I had. So I was using that name to get my t-shirts printed. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just had that set up because you need at least some type of company to get it set up. Okay. So Marcus used his company to order my T-shirts. I paid him for the shirts that um I needed. Um, I went to the print guy, um, oh, who does the printing. Mm-hmm. He got everything printed for me, and I just started. I, it was go time from there. I marketed on my own personal um, Instagram because I didn't have one set up for Living Blessed just yet. Okay. Um, word of mouth got out. Uh, I found a vendor fair. The vendor fair kind of got to help me take it off and get it launched. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just been... On up. So if y'all don't know, Javon was in here the other day, <laughs> and he mentioned. I said, "Yeah, this is um, Javon. He manages the complex. Anybody really care about that?" And I said, "Yeah, he also the uh, the founder of uh, Living Blessed." I said, "Oh, it is you! <laughs> it is you! Whole whole he got fans, right?" Didn't know it. Didn't even know he had fans. It's crazy. So you know, I told him like it's your um, your brand is is bigger than you, which is you know what you want. It's still you. It's not necessarily about um, you know how big you are. It's like no, it's it's, it's about the impact. Yeah, and uh, that's what you're doing. Yeah, you're, uh, impacting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what do you want to do with Living Bless, and just what's next for Joe Von Palmer? So I want Living Bless to just take off. It's already global. It's, you know, I had did a uh, campaign with Not Carlton Banks. So he had kind of pretty much helped me get this thing launched off the ground. So it's mm-hmm. global now, and I want to keep it global. But okay. I also wanted to launch into this, like, launch into this podcast, you know, Living Blessed. Like, it's not, like, a lot of people, they think of the word blessed, they just think of, like, tangible things. But, okay. like, for me, blessed, for me, is my freedom that I finally found. Mm. So with Living Blessed, I want it to be this thing that people say, you know what, I found X, Y, and Z. And that I found my freedom, or I found my sanity, I found my niche, I found my thing, and that's why I'm living blessed. Mm. You found what you were looking for. Yeah, so what wow. you look so like pretty much living blessed is yeah. pretty much yeah, what you're looking for. Yeah. I finally found what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So now I can say I'm living blessed because I thought I was living blessed because I had a good job, but I hated it. Yeah. The money was good, but I hated my job. So it's like you really ain't blessed because the two ain't matching up. Mm. The money good, but you hate the job, you hate who you work for. Yeah. The marriage is cool. You know, you hate the man, you hate the wife, but you love the kids. Mm-hmm. So you ain't really living blessed per mm-hmm. se. Yeah, you living blessed when you find your freedom. You say, you know what? I can wake up another day and be at peace with who I am and what I got going on. That's it, y'all. That right there is the podcast. That's what the podcast is about, right here. That's it. So you continue to make living blessed global. Definitely. Let them know where we can find it. So you can go to iamlivingblessed.com. 
or you can find us on Instagram at I am living blessed. Now, with the with these podcast episodes, what's next for these for this podcast? What is this, what who is this podcast supposed to help? Who is it for? So it's gonna help everybody who's going through something. Okay. You know, I'm not saying it's gonna reach everybody because it probably won't. Okay. But I hope that it does. Mm-hmm. So on this on a few next time uh, up and coming episodes, we're gonna talk about you know fatherhood. We're gonna talk about some more depression. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about abuse Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about entrepreneurship okay so we pretty much it's gonna target a lot of things Mm -hmm. in this podcast i got a lineup you know a crazy lineup coming up Mm -hmm. so a lot of my friends who saw it they're like yo i'm ready to tell my story yeah so i'm ready to have them on all right well that's it y'all Woo! how do you (laughs) feel feel great all right feel great appreciate you brother man you just talked about it man and now you, you you're doing it yeah from yeah. the Living Blessed podcast to, um, the, you know, the, from the Living Blessed brand to the Living Blessed podcast to, um, you know, managing the uh, the studio. You just got a lot, got a lot going on, man. I'm ready to, um, ready to hear some more of this podcast. Um, glad I'm I'm the one to kick it off. Appreciate uh, What's crazy is I didn't even intro myself at all. Yeah, so who are you, man? <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> intro myself at the end. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, my name is my name is Brandon Dixon. Uh, you can find me. Uh oh, oh my goodness! I'm sorry, y'all. Somebody messaged me while the Facebook Live was going on. Uh, that's crazy. My name is Brandon Dixon. Uh, a lot of people uh, know me as Brandon. Shot me on um, Instagram. Uh, I am the shooter, and I help and certify photographers and videographers all over the country. So, and with that being said, man, uh, Javon's my friend. So he just asked me to come and do this. And most of the time I'm ghetto, but this joint right here was uh it was deep. It was deep. So I know everybody was looking for the uh for the for the for, for the Hennessy to come out. But I ain't really bringing the Hennessy out next, but hopefully I'll come back on the one hundredth episode <laughs> and I will bring a bottle. <laughs> I will bring a couple of bottles. That hand dog. You know what I'm saying? To the a bible a, a, a bottle and a Bible <laughs> at the same time. Won't you do it? Won't he do it? One of Jesus' first miracles will turn the water into wine. Mm. That boy's ready to get lit. Water to Hennessy. Okay. <laughs> so with that being said, man, you got a way to close this thing out. I don't know how to leave. You just walk. I, ch- I usually just walk away from stuff. So I don't know what's the best way to leave. Uh, Nah. So I want to leave, you know, with a positive message. Positive okay. note. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever you're going through, you're not the only person that's going through it. Okay. So stop thinking that. Um, Get some help. Talk to somebody. Don't talk to everybody. But just get some help and really just know that you're not alone in this battle. You're mm-hmm. not alone in this walk or this journey. There's freedom in your testimony. There's freedom in your transparency. You find that, you'll find yourself. Peace. We live in bliss. <laughs>